Okay, so this um, teaching is about the month of Elul, and this past Shabbos, we blessed the new month of Elul. So we're going to go right in. Okay, in one of his talks on the Pesach holiday, the previous Rebbe describes in a beautiful way the experience felt on the Shabbos before Elul in the city of Lubavitch, Chabad's capital. Okay, so although this is a class about Elul, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe said this during the Pesach holiday, and he described what the city of Lubavitch in Russia felt like on the Shabbos that the new month of Elul was being blessed. And there's four different descriptions. Although it was still a bright day so sunny, the atmosphere had changed already. The smell of the scent of Elul was found. A teshuva wind had already begun to blow all around. So there's four elements in this description. Number one, the sun. Number two, the ear. Number three, the smell. And number four, the wind. These descriptions are not just words that sound nice. The content and the timing are precise. Between Pesach and Elul, a connection there must be, although they are opposites seemingly. So everything is precise. The four descriptions, every, the, the, every detail is very precise. I'm going to learn something significant about each one, and also the timing, the fact that it was said Pesach time also is very significant. So what's the difference between Pesach and Elul? On Pesach, we celebrate going out of slavery. Hashem took us out with a hand so mighty. It wasn't something that we did deserve, because idols the Jews also did serve. So Pesach Pesach, Hashem took us out of Egypt, but we weren't in such great shape. It says that there are 50 levels of purity and 50 levels of impurity. And the Jews were, had sunk so low, they were at the 49th level of impurity. And if they would have stayed any longer, they would have sunken into the 50th level, and then it would have been too late to get them out. So Hashem came and took them out literally at the last second. He took them out and he saved them. And it's true that we kept three things. We kept our Jewish names and our language and our dress. But on the other hand, the angels in heaven said, Hashem, why are you saving the Jews? They're not that much better than the Egyptians, because even the Jews are serving idols. So. Um, it wasn't so much our effort and our good deeds that got us out of Egypt, but it's, it, it was an awakening from above. It was something that Hashem, Hashem did for us, and He um, initiated that relationship. That's Pesach time. So basically, in every relationship, um, husband and wife, um, parent and child, so in every relationship, we, you know, we, we like to have a two-way street, um, but there, there's sometimes one person initiates and then the other person reciprocates. So Pesach time is when Hashem initiated. Hashem got the, got the ball rolling. And um, 
when one person initiates and the next person appreciates it and does something back, and then the first person um, continues, and this is what, how a relationship builds. Um, so Hashem started on Pesach. Hashem is the one that he took, he made the first move. Okay. In the month of Elul, to initiate, it is our turn. To connect to Hashem, we yearn. To Hashem, we return. A sweet new year, we earn. So Elul is the opposite. Elul is when it's our turn to reciprocate Hashem's love. When it's our turn to connect, to return, to look for Hashem. Um, this is the month of Elul. But from where do we get the power to start? To return to Hashem with all our heart. In the month of Elul, Hashem gives us a gift. The 13 attributes of mercy shine brightly and give us a lift. So yes, Elul is the month when we start, when we initiate, um, and when we do, when, when we reciprocate Hashem's love. But where do we get the power to start? And so although we are initiating, Hashem gives us a little boost. And that is, he gives us 13 attributes of mercy. And they are, we say them in the high holidays and the prayers. Hashem, Hashem, Kalrachum, Vichanun, Erech, Hapayim, Rav Chesed, Vemes, Vesi Chesed, Lalafim, Vesi Avan, Vafesha, Vichatav, I'm sure you familiar with that melody. And those are the 13 attributes of mercy, which are shining, which are shining in the month of Elul. And this gives us, this gives us the energy. This fills our battery, charges us, uh, charges our batteries so that we can um, do our part and seek Hashem in the month of Elul. In the month of Elul, Hashem isn't concealed. He is like a king who leaves his palace and comes to the field. He greets everyone happily. He gives us the ability to reach out to him easily. So there's a parable about the month of Elul. And the parable is, is that you, the, um, there's a king and he's in his palace. And if you want to get an audience with the king, you have to be a very important person. And then you have to um, ask, you have to ask for an audience and then you have to get invited and then you have to put on your best clothing. And then you have to, we have to travel to the capital city and you have to get to the palace. And then you have to go from one gate, one door to the next, pass through one set of guards, another set of guards until you finally, finally get to the king's chamber. But then once a year, the king leaves his throne room, leaves the palace, gets into a horse and wagon and he travels and he goes to the field. And in the field, the farmers are there and they're wearing their overalls and their straw hats and they're, they're, they might not be so clean and they're holding their shovels and they're digging and they're planting and, and harvesting and everything. And, and they can approach the king and ask the king for whatever they want. And the king greets them with a happy countenance, with a happy smiley face, and grants each person their requests. This is the month of Elul. The month of Elul, Hashem makes himself accessible to each and every one of us. Um, okay, so there are two terms here. Um, one is called Isarusa de la Eila, and one is Isarusa de la Tata. Isarusa de la Eila means an awakening from above, and Isarusa Viltata means an awakening from below. So, Isarusa de la Eila is an awakening from above. Pesach is the source for it. 
because Hashem took us out with love. From Pesach, the Isra the Le'ela does flow. For the rest of the year, it awakens us to grow. So we know that every holiday on the Jewish calendar um, represents, represents something and gives us, it's like a booster shot, and it gives us um, that, particular, that particular thing for the entire year. For example, we're talking about we're talking about Passover. So Passover is when we left Egypt. So from Passover, we have the we we have the power to to climb out to to break through our personal limitations throughout the entire year. So when the when do we get this boost? We get this boost on Passover, but then. This boost of this ability to to go out of our 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 personal limitations, that power um, continues for the entire year. So if we need it at any other time, we could tap into that power that we received at the time of Passover. Um, Purim, we have joy for the entire year, um, and so forth. So. So, uh, so another thing about Pesach is that Pesach is the source, just like Pesach is the source for us to get the ability to, to go out of our limitations, it's also the source for an awakening from above. So this concept that Hashem initiates a relationship, the source for it is on Pesach. And then from Pesach, um, from Pesach we receive we receive the ability throughout the entire year to, to tap into Hashem's love and to tap into this gift that Hashem, that Hashem gave us on Pesach where he initiated the relationship and he expressed his love in such an unbelievable way. Isarusa de la Sata is movement from our direction. Elul is the root for initiating a connection. Elo is an acronym for Ani Ladaidi Vidaidi B. I am to my beloved. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. So, so to Elo, the time of Elo, that is our that is the root for, for our initiation. When we initiate the connection to Hashem. And El, as we said, Elo is an acronym. If you take the first letter of, of, the, of each of the of the letters of Elo, it spells out, Ani I am to my beloved, and then my beloved is to me. So I am to my beloved, I am initiating, I am starting. That's what Elo represents. After we do our avoda, we awaken a much greater Isarosa de la Eila. The first Isarosa de la Eila comes because Hashem is so kind. The second comes after our effort put in with heart and mind. So first we have Nisan. In Nisan, Hashem is the one that initiates the relationship. And he, and so to speak, he puts aside for the whole year, like little present boxes with, um, um, he puts aside little, little um, presents, little gifts that we could tap into throughout the year, um, which is gifts of Hashem initiating. And one of the little gifts that we unpack is the 13 attributes of mercy, which are shining in the month of Elul. Um, 
And then with the third, because Hashem, because we have the 13 attributes of mercy shining, we are able to do our part and initiate initiate a connection with Hashem. And then what's the result? The result is, is that, that Hashem wants to reciprocate our efforts. And then we have another awakening from above, which is even greater, obviously, than the first awakening, uh, than the first awakening from above. And that's what, that's what, so that's what it is. Ani day, the I am to my beloved. I initiate, I start, I seek for Hashem. I try to connect. And then we have the Daidili, and my beloved is to me. Then Hashem reciprocates that love, um, and it's a much, much higher, it's a much, much higher love because we worked for it. Now we can appreciate the elements four that reminds us that Elul is at our door. These elements are divided into categories two: the awakening from above and the awakening of every Jew. So we now we're going to go back and we're going to discuss the four descriptions that was felt that is described to, to, to tell us the atmosphere in the city of Lubavitch in Russia. Um, so we have two categories here again. We're going to see Hashem initiating and then us initiating. We're going to see that in 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 the descriptions. Okay, the light and rays of the sun is description number one. It represents Hashem's light from the month of Nisan. The rays that do flow cause us to awaken below. So the first description was the rays of the sun. Now the sun shines and it does not discriminate. The sun shines equally everywhere. The sun shines on a garbage dump. The sun shines over a a jewelry shop. And and, and, um, the sun represents Hashem initiating the relationship and Hashem just shining shining and um, um, shining his kindness on every single person, no matter if we do deserve it, if we don't deserve it, represents Hashem initiating an unbelievable love um, um, for the Jewish people. So that is um, number one. So when, when, when we look out the window, sitting in shul, sitting in shul, blessing the new month, which is what happened this past Shabbos, or any time, or any time you go outside, when you just look up at the sun and you see the sun shining, think of, think of Hashem's, just his abundant love for us. Hashem has just loved us and shining on us. And, and, and no matter who we are, what we do, Hashem is showing us unconditional love. That's what the sun represents. Now we're gonna talk about the description three and four, and then we're gonna go back to description two. Description three and four was the smell, the scent of Elul, and the wind blowing. That's what we're going to talk about now. Ruach means wind, and and Ruach could also mean spirit. So Ruach means wind or spirit, and Reach means smell. They are the third and fourth descriptions and are connected very well. Ruach is one of the levels of the Neshama, which returns to its source when a person does teshuva. Okay, so ruach represents the winds of teshuva are blowing. What does that represent? Ruach represents teshuva. What is teshuva? Teshuva is not is not is not repentance. Teshuva is return. What's the difference between repentance and return? Repentance means person did something, did things that are not good, and 
um, there comes a certain point where they realize that they don't that they they didn't behave properly and they want to change. So now they're going to turn over a new leaf, and from this point on, they're going to be good. So that looks like a line: not good behavior, not good behavior, not good behavior, and then you turn over a new leaf, and then continue on that path. And now we're going to we're going to continue down that line, and now we're going to have good behavior. But that is what repentance means. Teshuva is not a line, but rather it's a circle. Teshuva is that I, I want to return. I want to return to my essence. I want to return to where I was when I started. Uh, the, um, I want to return to my purity, to the purity of my soul, how I was when I, um, um, how, how pure I was when I was, when I was born. As, um, and, and that's what, that is what teshuva means. Teshuva means tashuv hey, that the hey, of Hashem's name should return to where it belongs, to come back full circle, to return. So um, when we have a, a couple, a husband and a wife, a husband and a wife belong together. You have a parent and a, a mother and a child, a mother and a baby, the mother and the baby belong together. So if for some reason, the, 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 the mother and the baby are separated, or the husband and the wife are, are, are in two different places. Return means to return to the state that it's supposed to be. That's what it means, return. So when, when, when we, when, before our neshama comes down onto this earth, when the, the neshama is close to Hashem, the neshama is close to Hashem, the neshama sees um, um, what's real and the truth. And, and, and all it wants is to be one with God. And, to, and then the soul comes down on this earth and it's born and, and there's so many distractions and, and temptations on this earth. And teshuva means that you're able to, 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 to return, to return to your original state, to, 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 um, to realize what you came here for, to realize your mission and to be true to your soul, to be true to Hashem. That's what teshuva means. So our, our soul is comprised of five parts. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, and yechida. The second part of our soul is called ruach. So when we do teshuva, the, the, we are tapping into the ruach part of our soul. And um, um, that's the, to, to the core of ruach. And that is what, so, to, so, so, so that is what ruach, the tshuva wind blowing, that is what it represents. That is the connection between ruach, between wind, between spirit. And teshuva, um, to go back to the original state of how things are supposed to be. Um, my son came home from um, camp last night. He was a counselor in Michigan and they had color war and he was a captain of one of the teams. And he wrote a beautiful poem for the for, for one of the presentations um, during color war, and and um, it was really really very very special, and we had a whole discussion about it, and um, the the poem speaks of a yearning of a chassid to be united with the rebbe, and speaks of you know longing for Mashiach etc. and um, and my son was was my son was telling me he was asking me why do we why do we want Mashiach to come why do we want Mashiach to come 
So of course, we want everyone to be healthy and we want to, um, all the good things, etc. But the most important thing is, is that right now is not the ideal situation. We are Hashem's child. And children and, and, and a father need to be together. That is the, the ideal situation. And the father and the child is together. And when we are in exile, when we are in exile, we are not together. We, we're not together with Hashem. We're, we're, we're in this world we're, we're, and, and we're distracted with everything that this world, uh, with, with all the distractions of this world. And the most amazing benefit of the coming of Mashiach is that we will re be reunited. We'll be reunited with Hashem. We'll be reunited with the Rebbe. And, and, um, and we will be in the, we, we will be just like a, a, a baby needs to be with his mother and just like a husband needs to be with his wife and a wife needs to be with her husband. This, in the same way, in the same way when Mashiach comes, we will be together with Hashem. And that, that is, um, that is the, 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 the most important thing. That is the most important thing that we have to realize that, yes, we have our fancy cars and our fancy houses and, and, and there's so many um, um, wonderful things that we enjoy in this world, but we have to realize that we're that the main point is is that we're not we're not um, in the right place. We're not in the right place. We're 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 we're, 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 we're not together. We're not united with Hashem, and this is what is gonna and this is what we're 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 longing for. We're longing for just like a baby longs to be with his mother. That, that's how we need to long for for Mashiach because that is the ideal state of the world that we will actually be reunited with Hashem. And this um, is going to connect with um, the other, the, the description of the scent, which was actually the third description. When we reach the core of Teshuva at the level of spirit, the coming of Mashiach, we will merit. We will discover Mashiach's identity because to smell the truth, he will have the ability. So Mashiach is associated with smell. It says when Mashiach comes, he will be able to judge people just by smelling, through his sense of smell. And that's how we'll know, that's one of the ways that we'll know who Mashiach is. So when we do Teshuvah, when we, when we do Teshuvah, then we will merit, when we have Ruach, then we will merit to have Reach, which is the same word, just above or you're different, um, we will merit to have the coming of Mashiach. Um, and, and, and now you could see that Mashiach and Shuva is really one and the same. Teshuvah means, Teshuvah means that the hay returns to its source. And when Mashiach comes, we will be reunited with our source. So it really is one and the same. You might think, Teshuva and Mashiach, these things are, are, are very uh, uh, lofty things that are great for, for, the, for, for um, special spiritual people, for holy, holy people. But we're going to see something very interesting here. Description number two is about the changing ear. It is the most basic necessity. It is clear. It is the only thing that is free. Every person needs it constantly. We might think that we can't relate to the coming of Mashiach or to Teshuvah so great, but by discussing ear in his talk, the previous Rebbe did teach that the Elul scent 
and the teshuva wind is within our reach. So this is the, the novelty of this ticha, and that is, is that um, just like you cannot live without oxygen, and we always say, we always say, oh, we need this class, this class gives us our oxygen. This is where it's from. The ear that we breathe, we need ear in order to breathe. And the ear is the only thing that's free. Everything else, you have, there's lots of things that, 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 are, that are necessary. We need shelter, we need food, we need drink. But the most important, important thing that every single human being needs at every single moment is ear. And just like you need ear to breathe, and it's non-negotiable, and every single person will in this entire universe will agree that every single person needs ear every single minute. In the same way that you need ear every single second, in the same way, the neshama, our soul, in every neshima, in every breath, there's two things that it needs. It needs teshuva, and it needs mashiach. So the, 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 the Mashiach and, and, uh, and Teshuvah to return to Hashem and, and, to, ha, to, and to, to have Mashiach, these are, we have to realize that they are most basic, they are our most basic necessities. It's not just a luxury. I can live my whole life if Mashiach comes, great. If he doesn't come, okay, God forbid. But rather, rather what we're learning in this teaching is, is that a, a person has to yearn a person has to yearn for Mashiach, and a person has to yearn to be to return to Hashem, to be connected with Hashem, just like, just like in the same way that we need oxygen, that we yearn for oxygen. In the, 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 we don't have to yearn for it because because oxygen we have we haven't even think about it. But the same way that we need oxygen is the same way that we need Teshuvah, we need Mashiach, and therefore we yearn for it so badly because we need it so desperately just like a human being needs oxygen to live. Only Hashem do we need to fear. All worries from our heads we can clear. We can do teshuva every day and connect to Hashem in a meaningful way. To live in a Mashiach way, we can also succeed. Teshuva and Mashiach are what every neshama does need. Like every neshima, like every breath, that we take to keep us alive, Teshuvah and Mashiach are the keys to help us live and thrive. So this is this is um, this is the end of the poem, but it's something that we have to really, really think about, and we have to really, really think about this and really internalize it, and. Um, no matter what comes our way, no matter what comes our way, these two words, Teshuva and Mashiach, these two words are key words that help us not just survive, but they help us thrive. So no matter what happens in our life, no matter what happens in our life, the first thing is, the first thing is, is Teshuva, is, is Hashem part of my life? Am I connected to Hashem? Um, that because that, that, that's what teshuva really means to connect to connect with Hashem to have Hashem in our life to and and if we have to go outside and look up at the sky and look at the sun shining and realize that Hashem is loves us and 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 wants the best for us 
and to really connect to Hashem. That's number one. And, and, and the Mashiach, which is very much connected with Teshuvah, which because it's really one and the same, because Mashiach is the ultimate Teshuvah when we're actually married with Hashem. But, but when, when we can, we can use our imagination in a good way. When we worry about things, we're using our imagination in a bad way. But what we could do is we could use our imagination in a good way and picture, picture that it's a picture, even when things seem tough, picture a good outcome, picture a, 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 um, whatever, you, whatever you want in your life, picture it, imagine it, and, and imagine a good time, imagine time with Shiach, imagine the time that everyone is well and everyone is happy and everyone has everything that they need, and try, try to live that way. Um, to live Mashiach means if we could live our life, act as if Mashiach was already here. That's what it means to live in Mashiach way. And when we're able to lift ourselves up from the dump, so from whatever neg- negativity we're, we're challenges we're facing, and we're able to lift ourselves up and say, you know, although this is a difficult situation, Imagine Mashiach was here. How would I, how would I, how would I, I be, um, um, what, what, what kind of expression would I have on my face? Of course, I'd be smiling. I'd be happy. I'd be positive. And so sometimes when, when a, a, um, a, a not good situation or a challenge arises, so um, people around us will say, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And yeah, um, it has, you know, it's a very, I, I always question that, you know, it's going to be good. That's great. It's going to be good. But right now, right now, the situation is painful. And I don't know that I want to hear that it's going to be good. I want to, I want to, I want to uh, uh, be in this moment and I want to um, um, dwell on it. I want to dwell on it. And I've said this in the past. Imagine that you, um, you, you, you bought a home in a development and they have a swimming pool and you could pay and you have paid a membership to the swimming pool in this development in your development and you come to the pool and the pool is filthy dirty there's bugs all over the place and the water is is disgusting dirty and everything like that and so do you have a right to go into that pool and swim and the answer is yes of course you do because you have paid membership to be in that pool but the question is how long do you want to sit there for? Do you want to sit there for five minutes? Do you want to sit there for 10 minutes? Do you want to sit there for 20 minutes? Or do you want to just get out and find another pool that's clean and, and get a new membership somewhere else? So the, so the same thing when we have challenges, sometimes we say, no, I want to, I want to take that. I want to, uh, um, um, I want to complain. I want to kvetch. I want to be sad. I want to dwell on this. And, and when people say, well, it's going to be good. So, and you're like, okay, it's gonna be good, but I don't want to hear that right now. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna dwell in my misery. Um, but the, the, but now I see from this teaching that that is not the right approach. The right approach is not to say I want to be sad. I'm entitled to be sad. I'm gonna be sad. Leave me alone. I'm gonna go into my cave and come back in a week and shut out everybody else. That is not the right approach. The right approach is to have the word Mashiach in our head. And that is yes, to focus, yes, it's going to be good. Not to dwell on the, uh, on the challenge, or on the hardship, but yes, it's going to be good. And to picture Mashiach in our mind and say, how would I act if we were living in the time of Mashiach? 
how would I act? I, I, I wouldn't shut out the rest of the world. I wouldn't go be sad and, 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 and get depressed and whatever, but rather I would keep a smile on my face. I would be, I would be positive. I would know that, 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 that hash, I, I would know, I would see that Hashem is in control of every single thing. I would see the bigger picture. And if we could act while we're still in exile, if we could act in that way, act in that way, um, and 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 um, and despite the pain, despite the pain, to rise above it and say, you know what, I am going to act as if I was living in the time of Mashiach, and I'm going to be happy anyway, and I'm going to 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 to, to um, uh, and I'm I'm going to connect to Hashem, and I'm going to. I'm going to tell myself that Hashem is in control and Hashem knows what, what's best for me and Hashem is giving me all the things that I need right now. Hashem is giving me and Hashem is taking care of me and Hashem is embracing me and Hashem is loving me. And to live to live in that way, that is that is what we're meant to do. Because, because, because just, and, and, and just like I need ear to breathe in order to stay alive, I need these concepts of Teshuvah and Mashiach in order to thrive in this exile, and, and, and the exile should end, and we should actually uh, um, merit the coming of Mashiach. We're going to have to just imagine and live the way we're going to live there, but we should actually actually uh, um, um, experience it, um, experience the coming of Mashiach um, immediately in, in, our, in our days, because this is really the key, the key to us surviving and to us thriving. Um, um, yeah. Does anyone want to chime in or say anything? Could I mute yourself? Amazing. Hi. Hi, Dorit. So nice that you joined. Hi. Connie, that was so nice. Amazing. Intervention that I, I, I was looking for oxygen, and I think you just supplied that field, especially for LL, you know? It's always... Yeah. So nice to have the right mindset coming into a new month and you know as much as some of us are just not on our regular schedule and our minds are just in so many places you know like to have this information and to really like you know understand what's 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 ahead of us you know it's a really it's a good preparation it really is absolutely absolutely yeah yeah we're so, we're lucky, so lucky that that we have that that we have these gems and we have these tools and um it's such a blessing to, that that no matter where we are, no matter where we are, we 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 have the ability to to rise to rise higher and um, and to connect and um, to be happy, to be truly yeah. happy. It's very empower, powerful, you know. It's it's the king is in the field. The fact that you know we we have to do a little work here, and it's you know, but but it's 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 worth it, and it's and it's. it's it's really going to take us far for the year. So it's, it's like a different mindset, you know, it's, it's absolutely. Good food for the cell to, to have that information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So thank you so much for joining. Bonnie, thank you so much for taking your time thank and you doing so it. Much. It was so absolutely. special that you, you know, I, I know it's hard and I really appreciate it. So. Okay. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah. Hashem thank, thank that we so put so in much. our life. We make time for him, and, and hopefully this is this is we should continue to be able to do that in our lives with everything else as well. Amen. 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 Okay. okay.
Great job, Thank you so much. Here. Yes. Thank All you so time. much, Mommy. So good seeing you, Dorit. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye